0: up on this week's episode of Tort, we visit the Guardians of the Old Republic, the Jedi Knight and the Jedi Counselor. Plus, Nikki's got a mass segment that's her 12-step preparation guide for hard-mode flashpoints and operations. Not to mention, we'll cover the news, the new Q&A, and so much more. All this week on Tort. for Torque, the Star Wars The Old Republic podcast with unlimited power. My name is Chris, and joining us every single week are our two lovely hosts. Hey there, Nikki. Hello, Chris. And hello there, Heather.
1: Hello there, Chris. we got a
0: good show coming up. We're going to talk all things Jedi Knight and Jedi Counselor, or Counselor? Counselor. Counselor, yeah. And uh, we'll then also jump into a new segment and a new Q&A, not to mention Nikki's going to bust out a little one-on-one math with you guys, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but... uh before we get to the news and get to all that good stuff like the math segment, why don't we talk a little bit about the Jedi Consular, consular. and uh, s- set them up and see how they fit in the uh, Star Wars Order Republic universe. Heather, take it away.
1: As a Consular, you arrive on Tython, you're a Padawan, really strong in the Force, guided by the Force, aiding the Jedi Order, you're healing, knitting everything's together, it's- that's kind of the overall theme. You're bringing uh, negotiations and people together. You're offering healing through the force.
0: Mm.
2: And so, for the Jedi Consular, when um, going in and fitting it into the MMO Trinity, uh, start up, start off is you get all three, depending on how you go advanced class. Uh, for a tank, if you are a, a uh, Jedi Shadow. And properly specced, you are capable of tanking, uh, healing, if for sage advanced class in the seer spec and DPS, well, that pretty much leaves everything else. So shadow or sage, you can DPS pretty much any way you like. Um, going into advanced class variants, of course, shadow being tank and damage, um, essentially what you're looking at, um, is even though you've still got your light armor, but you're going to be... Tanking, weight, leading, being the charge at the front of the, the front of the battle, or with Sage, uh, healing spec, you have also have damage over time or burst damage trees. It's uh, of course going to be in the back more, throwing um, telekinesis, uh, throwing objects, the, inf- the rather infamous now uh, pe- um, barrage of pebbles, and um, some other interest or reasonably iconic moves and mm-hmm. so and also going into some slight hybridization with those classes. Um with the sage you can combine of course combine healing tree and one of the two damage trees, either damage over time or the burst damage. And of course then moving into the shadow. Um moving in with some of the hybridization, you're looking at more so one of the damage trees and combining it perhaps with your tanking to do uh, to perhaps get a little bit more toughness out of your class. You're finding you're not quite surviving this long enough. Or perhaps, even though you're tanking, you're not quite getting as much offensive punch. Consider mixing um, some of, some of uh, one of the damage trees into your arsenal. And not only be a pretty solid tank, you'll also be very potent in DPS. So, moving on to companions.
1: Yes, on uh, Tython, right away you get Kaizen Fess. He's a melee tank, transdotion. You need aim for him, but he's very honor based. He was with your your master. He's you know p- overall points in life by kills, sort of loses them all, and then gets attached to you to kind of game them back throughout huh. the story. You get uh, Theron Cedrex, your medic, also a female romance option on Narshada. Kind of, uh, cunning based. kind of very cunning-based. Uh, He's kind of very ladies' man, weird, kind of. I didn't really know care for my, him too much for my romance. Although his hologram, Holiday, I wanted her as my companion, and I wanted to kick him out the, the airlock. <laughs> uh, she has a CC. I'm like, uh, Holiday, come here a moment. Uh, Theron, go out to the, the airlock. There's something I need to get out there. <laughs> Girl. Um, yeah. Uh ranged DPS, you have Zenith. Uh, he needs cunning. He's a Twilak that you acquire on Balmora. Very uh in the militaristic kind of more uh, type of brain action mm. going on. Yeah, okay. Uh, another uh, female romance option is Lieutenant Oreso, who you get on Hoth. He's very much uh, he's in the military. You know, he's assigned to you sort of permanently, Uh, stepping back a step to Zenith. um, He was uh, very much part of a rebellion. So kind of a part of the rebellion helps bring back the power to the political system. And then the new governor, president says, yeah, I'm kind of afraid of you wresting power from me. I I think you need a permanent loan on that ship. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of the... Mm -hmm. uh, Twi'lek, uh, Rebellion, uh, rebel on, uh, Clone Wars. Okay. Where they're kind of worried about, is he going to wrest power from everybody? mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, another female, uh, DP, uh, melee DPS, Nadia Grell. She is your Padawan. She's with you for a while on the ship before she actually becomes your Padawan. And so you, you kind of get to know her a little, a little bit before she actually kind of joins your team. Mm. And, uh, cause so she's power. Pada- I love that. Yeah, and so she's willpower based because she's a she's a, Padawan, a Jedi Padawan.
0: Jedi Padawan, oh,
1: yep. cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that everything there in the console? Um,
2: well, no, still got uh, some of their equipment to cover. Oh, okay. Um, they are uh, well, just the quick rundown. Uh, they are light armor based, so you're still uh, going to be running around in like your Jedi robes or anything. You're not going to get any heavy battle armor. Uh, willpower based as well and uh, so start off with that's willpower you being your primary stat that's what you're going to be looking to boost unless you are of course a tank spec uh shadow in which case you're going to be looking for more endurance and then um for um, a lot of you gear, again um with is going to be based on your advanced class and some of your choices, how you're going to end up specking. So with the sage, whether you're going to be damage or healer based, look for power, crit rating, your surge rating on top of boosting your willpower with your gear. And then of course, moving over to um, the shadow, We're, you're looking more along the lines of boosting more endurance. You still want that willpower boost, but endurance will then take priority And from there, you're going to be looking more at um, your shield rating, your absorption rating, your defense rating, and sort of things for tanks. But if you are a shadow and running that DPS spec, then again, it kind of defaults back to what you would be doing with the sage. You're looking for more power, more crit and surge, and just generally dish out some more of that damage. So it's... Really, it's very much similar to going back to uh, episode three with the um, Sith Inquisitor. They very much run parallel to each other in their um, in their general builds. So you can kind of cue off the the two of those in their parallels and. Then moving on to their iconic moves, just uh, again as you say, the, um, the furious pebble attack and telekinetics. And waves of and
1: power and of wind. Waves just, of power!
2: And also with the shadow, don't forget, you get some double-bladed lightsaber action going on.
1: Mm, I love that. Sneak up on people with your uh, stealth action to get that going.
0: Oh, that's a great combo. Okay. Mm. So that, All now, right. That's everything. Now it's time to talk about yep. the Jedi Knight, isn't it, Nikki?
2: Yep. Yes, it's time for the Jedi Knight, the la- the last of our class summaries, oh. and uh, the most iconic of all.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, yes.
2: so, as the Jedi Knight, you start off as a promising young Padawan arriving on Tython, and you're growing into and your goal is to grow, of course, grow into a Jedi Knight, and hopefully, even, you eventually become a Jedi Master.
1: Yeah, obviously, and, the and, quintessential. Kind of mm-hmm. Star Wars storyline. You know, you are the the Jedi, the going up against the guys evil of the galaxy. You are the sword, you know, going oh, yeah. out and winning the day.
2: I like that. Yep. The, the ultimate hero from the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And of course, starting fitting the Jedi Knight into the MMO Trinity. I have uh, two roles the tank and the DPS. Uh, the tank, of course, being for guardians and their defensive spectrum, and DPS is. Pretty much any other way you can go. So going into elaborate on those advanced classes, starting with the Guardian, um, with the Defense Tree, that's your tanking spec, so that's your tanking tree. And then, of course, your other two, um, with the damage and the shared. they're in, will be your D- DPS. Um, it's primarily done with uh, swapping lightsaber forms. And now moving on to um, the Other advanced class, the Jedi Sentinel, this is the Dual Wielder, so two sabers, Um, which you have is strictly DPS, and it's going to be running you damage over time with the Watchmen. Uh, There's still some burst, but it is primarily with using uh, dots in um, this case, I believe it's referred to as burns, and also the burst damage tree being combat tree, again, two different lightsaber forms used for two different things um for the hybridization um i'd say it's more likely to see hybridization for the guardian because um you can spec points into both a tanking and a damage tree or one of the other things that i think is really kind of interesting about um the way the guardian works and also this also kind of applies to um Sith warrior juggernauts is the uh the share tree being the balanced lightsaber form the uh, Shichou form, because it gives you an offensive um, boost and a defensive boost, that tree in and of itself can, is also a bit of hybridization, as well as mixing the trees, because it, it offers that balance just based on the innate abilities of the, fo- uh, the lightsaber form you're in. And that's also not to say that a sentinel can't um, hybridize somewhat, as well, if you're so inclined, by specking, of course, into the damage your time tree, mixing it with the burst tree. And you can then kind of change things up a little bit. You can also um, swap lightsaber forms and hybridize from there. Or, of course, you can be um, focused primarily on tree and be
1: very specialized. And what hero of the Jedi Order cannot get by? his companions and compatriots by his side. <laughs> You start off on Tython, you get a T701, range tank who needs a- aim. Total R2D2 homage. Mm. Um, in the book, uh, Deceived is um, Master Zalo's Joy. It's all the bombing of the Jedi Temple. You can actually see him in the first cinematic of the game, a little past the halfway point. And oh. I leveled up with the Jedi Knight, And when I, as it, my consular. And when I saw him and I saw him first speak, it was the first Joy that I noticed spoke in equations. <laughs> I wanted to steal him away on my ship. And I in, my, in my head, he got the voice of Jinx from Space Camp, that old movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally had that voice in my head. Let's steal hear the right.
0: impression. Come on.
1: Yep. Let's see. Uh, T 7 plus Jedi equals save the galaxy. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, so then you get uh, Kira Carson, a uh, romance option for the guys who you acquire on Coruscant, your little companion, a melee DPS who needs willpower. Total, very complicated romance, uh, mystery (laughs) storyline. There's a lot, her storyline's a lot deeper and very intertwined into uh, the Jedi Knight storyline. And for the guy's a romance option that kind of adds another twist to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: she's kind of your Padawan too, which adds yeah. uh a little bit even more intrigue, especially yeah. if you are romancing your Padawan. Yeah, when
1: you're romancing her and she says, Yes, master, it kind of tweaks a little bit. You're like, huh, hmm, okay then. Uh Sergeant Rusk is a ranged DPS that you get on Hoth who needs aim. Hmm. He reminds me of like Spock. He's like, We came through this with only 90 with uh, 96% efficiency. And somebody comes back sir that four percent was my hand he's like four percent losses that's acceptable
0: Aww.
1: It it's not exactly a line but he's very much that kind of t- uh mindset he
0: doesn't care as long as the job gets done
1: yeah it's it's all about percentages and very very focused uh doc who's a romance option for the females is your healer who needs uh willpower Quiet at the end of cunning, Act one. oh cunning sorry uh you get him the end of Act 1. You know, he's a he's an interest, kind of interesting storyline there as well. Um, the last uh, companion is a melee tank
2: mm. who
1: needs strength. And total spoilerage, Lord Scourge appeared in uh, the book Revan. And you can't really talk about his storyline without, like, Totally spilling the beans on various, uh, you know, story arcs. Yeah, as your with your Jedi Knight,
2: right? Mm-hmm. One one thing I I will say that's not too spoilerific because it's from a game in the past. There's some touchstoning there from Knights of the Old Republic 2 and the Jedi yeah. Exile. Yes, very
0: nice. Love that.
2: So then, so moving on to equipment in stats overview. Strength is the primary stat for the Jedi Knight a, into either advanced class, unless, of course, you are the tank spec guardian, which then moves your primary uh, stat into endurance. So, basically, going from there, um, if start with um, the easier one with the Sentinel, boost your strength, you're running medium armor. So, of course, boost your strength, there's your primary stat, then mm-hmm. you're looking for uh, a lot of critical rating, surge rating, make make any of those lightsaber attacks really potent. Mm. And also something to keep in mind is, um, especially with, um, for example, um, to land a lot of successful hits, keep keep a close eye on your accuracy rating as well. This applies also to range classes if you're using a blaster, but um, one of the things that kind of it's a little glossed over, which I think is really important, especially if you are one of these melee DPS being sentinel or a Sith Marauder applies to the same because they're very analogous. Um, having a really high accuracy, if you get over 100%, it starts affecting your opponent's armor ratings. So oh. all of a sudden now, if you got over 100%, you're cutting into their armor. So oh. now they're, they're losing their defense. And if you're a, a Jedi Sentinel, you, mm-hmm. you're dicing through their armor, and it just makes you that much more potent if you have also keep an eye on your accuracy. And then for the Guardian, going into the more advanced stats, uh, like pretty much any tank, defense rating, your shield rating, and absorption rating. And you just want to be the impenetrable wall. And so, kind of like you see in um, if you're watching the animated series, The Clone Wars, or watching any of the Jedi fight in any of the feature films, um, the prequels, episodes one, two, three if when the jedi leaning right they're out front they're this impenetrable wall blaster shots can't hit them and that's essentially your job so as as a tank spec guardian so you want to definitely want to get out there and be that impenetrable wall mm-hmm. and if you are a guardian going the damage spec um similar to them or you want to be similar to the sentinel but um, rather than just being focused on um your crit, in surge, and accuracy, you're going to want to mix in a bit of power in there to make the abilities more potent overall, because remember, because you are the single uh, single saber saber wielder, yeah. you're not going to be quite as damage potent as the sentinel with two sabers, and a little more, a uh, lot more damage to focus, because it is a strict DPS advanced class, so you're going to want the power to just make yourself overall more potent, and then start working in the crit and the surge afterward, just because you you, you need to get, want to boost that baseline up, then get those, those crits and surge and then the armor penetration and after, kind of after you've given yourself that initial boost.
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, then, so, and then moving into those ridiculous iconic moves that everyone will remember.
1: You have flashbacks galore to all the movies, mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. It's Darth Maul. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. You're like, oh my gosh, I knew when I did that. Saber throwing, force pushing, all these great Jedi side, um, oh, yeah. light side moves. You're like, oh my gosh, I remember that.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, for anyone who happens to uh, have the lightsaber form slightly memorized, um, what you're going to be seeing is um, the. Sorus, who form the defensive form. That if everyone remembers uh, your episode three, that's the lightsaber form that Obi Wan Kenobi used when uh, fighting General Grievous. And then, of course, you also have um, some the Shicho, which is of course the form of balance, and the Shien form, which is the form of power. That's um, that's for the guardians. Uh, and I believe if you remember, I think it's Jedi Academy. If um, they don't illustrated quite as well as they do in the movies and in some other games, but Mark Aragnos was fairly famous for using the Sheehan form, the form of power. Um, For the dual wielders in the Sentinel, you're looking at the Juyo and Otaru forms. You see those with the Darth
1: Maul and uh, Obi-Wan fight during the last battle on Naboo.
2: Mm -hmm. The Juyo being the very aggressive form, which is what um, Darth Maul was using in a very aggressive form and the ataru is kind of the very graceful very movement oriented form which uh, is probably one of the reasons why even though some people kind of have mixed opinions about episode one that fight is still going to stand out because of just how um how the choreography worked and the basis for those Mm -hmm. lightsaber forms and you will see that come out in this game just the the Literally referencing pieces of music, the saber dance that goes on with the the G.U. and Ataro forms. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: There's our Jedi Knight. Yes. Any other thoughts? There it is. Okay. Well, Well, then you know what I think that means. It's time to do the Torch Math. It's time for some torch Math. And Nikki's here to go one-on-one on the math segment this week. Nikki, what are we chatting about?
2: Well, for the math segment today, we have um, my 12-step hard mode flashpoint and operation preparation guide.
0: Oh, so, I like that.
2: Preparing you for endgame content.
0: Nice. All right. Now, I know that I've kind of gleaned that a lot of the people that watch this show are sort of at end level, so I'm sure this will be great for some of them. Uh, kick it off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, so the 12 steps... Any of you who are perhaps familiar with 12-step programs of another kind, um, no shame here. But uh, for this one, it's just for Star Wars: The Republic. So, first part or first step in hard mode: Flashpoint and Operation Prep. Finish your storyline and the Corellia story. The reason why? These are great stories. tour is full of rich content. Don't cheat yourself out of it. So, get your class quests finished. Finish your storyline. It's great stuff you know, don't skip ahead of anything because it's well worth it. Mm. Now, going into step two, you need to get to level 50. And you need that, of course, because that's when you can finally access the dailies, you can access hard modes, and you can access operations. If you're not a 50 and you can get into these things, well, first of all, people will look at you funny because you're in an operation and you're only level 49, 48. Um, for somehow by some miracle you can get in there, which you shouldn't be, but Besides the point, I digress. Um, you need to get to level 50 and, like I said, have everything done so you can stay focused in on the call for hard modes and ops. So, step three check your numbers. Now, before you begin a hard mode or an ops, you want to roughly be at 1200 on your main stat. Mm, okay. And keep in mind with your main stat, um, it doesn't have to be perfect if you're at 1196. That's still, that's still technically a pass, you're close enough, and usually one little gear drop or a little tweak and you're there, no big deal, but if you're, you know, you're just barely past 1100, you might want to consider doing something to boost it. Mm. So keep in mind though, with the main stat, if you're a tank, 1200 is supposed to be your endurance. Don't think because you're bounty under. Oh, 1200 aim. If you're in all tanking gear, you probably won't quite make it up to 1200 aim, 1200 strength, whatever it is that uh, tends to be the other um, stat for your secondary if you're a tank. You want to be 1200 endurance. For everybody else, then it's um, your specific main stat, whether it's aim, willpower, strength. That should be over 1200 so you have enough uh, damage or have enough healing to be able to uh, perform your role successfully, uh-huh. and have uh-huh. enough, just have enough stat power there. So, and basically, once you've hit um, 1200 main stat, you're done Corellia, you're done your blast quest, you can then proceed um, up all the way to step six in my guide, but uh-huh. we'll still be going through all, all 12 steps, just in case anyone's not there and not quite ready. So, proceeding to step four, Do some dailies. Daily Commendations will get uh, you proper quality of the following items. First of all, relics. You probably don't have the greatest relics going through the game. You might have some good ones, but let's say you're like my bounty hunter and neutral. You've got next to no relics. So at the Daily Commendations vendor, you can get some absolutely amazing relics that you probably don't have yet. Um, You can get some of the Comlink earpieces of Ricotta quality, so extremely high. Mm. Again, same with implants. Again, again, Ricotta quality, double them up, really big stat boost, and chances are you may or may not get uh, even some of the drops in those hard modes and in the rates still might not be as good as what you can get from the daily commendations vendors. So that's a really worthwhile investment to really boost your stats. Okay. Also at uh, some of the at the Commendations vendors you're looking at blaster barrels and lightsaber hilts. Now these ones are number twenty three um mods or for your blaster barrel or your lightsaber hilt. And that's um basically the highest um individual mod you're gonna be able to buy at this point. So that's something to really look for look for is upgrade your weapon as high as you can get it okay sure because uh, of course your damage output will change with the barrel or with the lightsaber held so that's definitely going to give you your biggest status boot or stat boost and also increase the rating of the weapon in your hand mm. so you can get that boosted again moving you further further toward um, hard mode and ops mm-hmm. and then the last thing of course Primarily vanity, but daily accommodations also offers you some really fancy tricked out speeders if you want to speed <laughs> with some or something like that. Okay. Um, then on to step five trick out your gear. And by trick or tricking out your gear, what you're looking for is essentially what I mentioned in the previous step, but also with um, some slight additions. You can buy a lot of stuff from those daily accommodations vendors. But also, one of the things that will benefit you is if you're a crafter, for example, you can craft, could craft armor and modifications. If you're a cyber tech, get um, those number 22 enhancements. then um, pretty much, I think, the highest you can craft from um, from the crafting trainer pickups. You can get more with schematic drops, but the highest ones you can probably get through uh, the crafting trainers is the number 22s. I believe it boils down to level 49. Just, if you get those especially modded out with purples, uh, purple quality number 22, that then again gives you a stats edge. If you have um, orange customizable gear, huge stat boosts, you can just start dropping those arming and mods in there. Mm. If, you, if you are an artificer, or you know an artificer, there's enhancements again to go in your range gear, to go in your weapons, and generally that's just going to overall just boost your stats that much more, because if you're running with mods at say, to the 45, 46, you're not quite there, and you find yourself not quite there yet, Drop, or dropping a bit of money, or getting some of these um, better uh, item modifications will help and also if you don't have any crafters the heroic missions in the daily areas on the and also on ilum you can get armoring mods and enhancements from some of those heroics so basically if you can if you can't find an artificer or a cyber attack you, but you can still find a, an extra person to team up with these are heroic twos and two pluses i believe so which you can then do is run these heroics one will drop an armoring the next one, one, other one will drop a modification and then the third one will drop an enhancement so after just a few days you can actually have full purple number 22 mo- mods in any of your modable gear great way to boost your stats and mm. be ready mm. and of course they are heroic twos you know they're not they're not going to take you a huge amount of time but they, they'll definitely offer you that uh, benefit in in your stats and also just generally make your gear that much better step six go holocron hunting and this is pretty much where you can pick up if you're already at 1200 holocron hunting is something i recommend even if you are pretty much mo- basically hard mode and flash or hard mode flashpoint point ready mm-hmm. it's just because it's an extra little bit of stat boost. If you're finding the ones towards the end game, they're higher boosts than the ones in the earlier planets. And also, if you can get access to those plus ten every stat um, sets of holocrons in the respective Republic and Imperial fleet, all of a sudden now, what you've got, you've got plus ten to everything. It's um, great exercising team building if you're a m- member of a guild. And also, it's uh, you know, plus ten to every stat. That's huge. Yeah. just something something that'll definitely just get you up that much higher squeak out that little bit of extra damage or healing or tanking toughness and also while you're holocron hunting because you're basically looking for those holocrons one thing you'll undoubtedly find if you haven't already found them already is matrix shards and that goes into step number seven for the matrix cube Matrix cubes are probably one of the best items you can pick up for your class in the game. Reason being, they're if am then you know maybe having to go through the, a bit of jumping puzzle or waiting for that blasted balloon in the dune sea. Um, the matrix cube. Once you get one of those built, you're looking at um, just for some of the ones I recently come across, it's usually roughly plus 50 to 60 main stat, plus 50 to 60 endurance, or you know, plus 60 endurance, and your secondary stat if you're a tank, and then one throwing your tertiary uh, stats, being you know, like defense, critical, power, something, any, any one of those things like that, by getting three identical matrix shards, so like three blue, three red, get those, go back to your capital city, put those together, and drop that'll go in your relic slot. Okay. Those are a great boost, and even, like I said, even if you are hard mode and ops ready, get one of those. It's just going to send your stats over the top, because it's going to be really weird having, you know, great quality gear, but having, say, that, you know, two relics, maybe one you crafted, and one that's bought, or one you found, but, you know, it's not, it's maybe just giving you, say, plus 50 endurance when, the matrix cube not only would it give you that plus 50 endurance it will give you plus 50 ability, whatever your other stat is would be willpower strength and then of course the ter- or the the tertiary being you know defense or power one of those things just way better boost and yeah you lose the activatable relic but i can't i cannot overemphasize how important it is for someone to get a matrix cube it's hmm. just it's huge for your stats huge impact okay And you'll notice the performance difference in your character Okay. Or idea. Okay. Okay. And uh, to step number eight, um, know your character. You want to be a well-loyal machine. When you're going into hard mode, flashpoints, and operations because mm-hmm. the pressure's on. There's <laughs> enemies are tough. Um, they're all going. They're all going to try and kill you, and they're you know not going to be polite about doing it. So just like I said, know your character and. Consider even doing some of the end game flashpoints that are still on story mode, things like Directive 7 and the False Emperor. Do those in regular mode. Get used to your character. Practice it, you know, in-game. Where well, the pressure's on, that's not quite as tough as those hard modes. And especially if you've got a guild, you know, same night before, you decide to run a hard mode, run run it on regular, or run, a, like, a False Emperor on regular, just, just so you can see what it's like. Because, again, to just put the... Um, to get difficulty into perspective, um, there's an in-game uh, flashpoint, then there's the hard mode flashpoints, and then an operation is just as difficult as those hard mode flashpoints. Mm. And of course, hard mode ops are another step from there. So mm. there, mm. conti- it's continually stepping up in difficulty. So if you're unsure of yourself, run one of those in-game flashpoints right. on Twitter see if you're ready, if you feel comfortable, then you can take that step up. So, and speaking of taking that step up, uh, step number nine, learning patience. Hard modes and operations are difficult even in story mode. And story mode being especially for operations, because as I said, they are just as difficult as a hard mode. Or, yeah, sorry, an operation is just as difficult as a hard mode flashpoint. So, you don't want to, Throw your keyboard across the room, or put your fist through your monitor, just because you died. It's um, you know it's going to be difficult, especially your first run through. Even if and if you're a new guild or um, learning a new group of players, you're not quite there yet. So it might be an exercise, and a little bit of frustration. So learn patience. Understand that you're going through something. pretty difficult. So you know pre- you know be prepared to show a little patience and stick to it when you get right, through right
0: that's good advice right
2: uh, there mm-hmm. um, number 10 this is uh something that everyone should know for the entire game but i think it uh, bears uh repeating because now you're at in game this is where a lot of the money is learn the proper need or greed etiquette for looting mm. this this is something that um, a lot of mmo long-term veterans would definitely be um familiar with but uh, Again, if you're new to MMO, you need to learn this because the last thing you want is an angry veteran hounding you for taking their loot, especially if it's not something you need. So, need a great (laughs) etiquette. only click need when it's something your character can use or craft with. So if you're a Sith Inquisitor and you're a sorcerer, like my primary character, a Force Mystics uh, robe, that's something you need if it's, something you, if it's something you don't have yet it's improvement. You don't need on a jacket for a, an Imperial Agent, for example. Your companions, they can use those same stats, but you don't need that. The reason being that there are other agents in the group, there are other people with their companions who also need that. Proper etiquette for something like that is greed. You need something, you can use something your character uses, for something that's a companion or something that you will turn into cash, it's good respect, and it's also good respect to tell your team, especially if they're pugs. And it's something that you you can actually use. It's something that goes right on your character. Just say in your chat window, or if you're using a VoIP program like Teamspeak, saying you know just
0: I love okay, Teamspeak. I'm gonna
2: you know I'm gonna need I need or that's an improvement. I'm going to need that and. I like 99% of the time, everyone's going to be okay with that for you needing it. If somebody else needs it, they'll usually just say, Yeah, I need it too. You both click need and then you roll from there. But if you're just continually hitting need on stuff that um, you can't use, and if it's for companions and stuff, just generally speaking, you're going to develop a reputation in no time as a loot and nobody's going to want to play with you. And that's not something you want because Star Wars is all about, you know, Helping the little guy and uh, not being a dick. <laughs> so I like that. Unless you're, you know, unless you're the, you know, Emperor Palpatine, in which case, you know, Darth Vader's just going to throw you off the bridge anyway.
0: Yeah, my Sith is a bit of a dick.
2: Yeah. Well, it's okay in stories. It's just not okay when you're looting with other people. <laughs> okay. And uh, speaking of other people, step number eleven is join a guild. If you're not already in one, this will make uh, finding hard mode and ops groups way easier um so that way you're not continually typing in general chat lfg um eternity vault because you know so i'm assuming everyone out and most people out there you know they got to go to bed at night they have a job in the morning that sort of thing you don't want to spend half your night looking for the group and then only get halfway through eternity vault because mm. you know take a couple hours especially on your first run if you're in a guild Usually they should be event planning or there's people online, you know, you can just grab some of the people and say, Let's run attorney call. We've all been wanting to do it, let's go do it. Whereas again, not quite there yet, especially in general chat or the group finder, but keyword finder's coming in, I believe patch one point three, but until such time, join a guild. It's also way better, especially if it's friends, even though they're internet friends, and you can also trust these people a lot more if they're these because you know they're a little bit more personal and you have a personal stake in it right So, and last step number 12 two words have fun
0: yeah yeah
2: this is the end game content epic storylines some really epic battles um Boss management—we've managed to take down so at the end of eternity vault a number of times now. We uh, recently went through Carragas Palace and uh, showed a, sl- showed a hi- slimy hut whose boss uh, got a plan for the new operation. Hopefully, this coming Sunday. So it's a lot of fun if uh, you haven't if you're on the fence as to whether you want to spend the time in or not. Um, if you can set aside the time, you've got some guildies or some friends who want to run it. Run it—it's a lot of fun it's just it's amazing and uh, it brings me back to one of those few times I actually had fun in some of the other MMOs so right um, those, good stuff those, op, those ops are definitely really well done those hard moves are definitely worth a good gearing it's really super fun well
0: there you have it Nikki's 12 uh, step program is listed out in the show notes over at jupiterbroadcasting.com just look for uh, Torque 7 Nikki any mm-hmm. other thoughts before we sign off
2: um, just one other quick thought. It's uh-huh. uh, not so much on the um on my heart or flashpoint hard mode in operation guide, but it is something else that I think uh, really bears mentioning. If anyone's been to Tatooine recently, they've noticed that between the fighting between the um the Empire and the Republic and then now the recent Rackle outbreak Um, Tatooine's just been really hit hard, and some of the native species, especially the sand people and the Jawas, have been hit ridiculously hard by all the fighting and the Rakuul outbreak, and one of the biggest problems is a lot of um, baby Jawas have been orphaned, and unfortunately the, the, the various Jawa clans just aren't able to take in all these poor Jawa orphans that uh, have unfortunately been left without their parents, and in some cases left without their clan because of all the fighting and just being caught in the crossfire. So, because of that, and seeing some of the um, hardships that uh, some of these uh, little Jawas have faced, I decided to, let me just grab it here, I adopted my own little baby Jawa.
0: Ah, Yep. That's adorable. Oh, so you brought him home. Of course, everyone at home could adopt their own baby Jawa, too, if they wanted to use the affiliate ThinkGeek link down at the bottom of (laughs) jupiterbroadcasting.com. Give a Jawa home. (laughs) Oh, man. That's awesome. All right, Nikki, well, thanks for getting this math. Let's jump into the torch news. It's time for the Torch News. The first story goes to Heather, and the question's been asked, what planet would you like to see? What's going on here, Heather?
1: They've asked it on the, on the forums. Uh, James Owen said, hey, what kind of planet do you want? It could be any planet you like, uh, but they have to be fully explorable, like on Tatooine, and such. But any other destination is seen as part of a, a flashpoint or an operation. So it's kind of a general question saying, hey, what do you guys think? What do you guys want? There were some pretty good ideas I'd already seen already on the forum. Hop on over there to put in your idea. Um, in the chat room, somebody suggested they ball. Remember, that's not going to be on the list. I'm pretty sure uh, Lucas said uh, my territory. it's my ball. You can't come play.
0: <laughs> oh, well, there, there you have it. All right, well, the next story, you know, maybe isn't quite uh, so happy go lucky. No. Electronic Arts has reported a drop in the Star Wars dollar public subscriber base down to 1.3 million from 1.7 million earlier in February 2012. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what do you guys yeah. think? Any first
2: reactions? Um, my first reaction would just be that, um, the subscriber scri- base is still going to have to settle a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're fresh off. Of, we're still reasonably fresh off 1.2. It's had, uh, some time to gi- digest, but I mean, there was kind of that initial, some, you know, some people, of course, really love it. There's going to be people who are going to rage quit about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's like anything with change. So we're going to have to see roughly where it's going to settle out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, um there's going to be some resubscribes and some new people coming in. Perhaps there are, you know, some, the people who came in there and have now left might not necessarily be the biggest Star Wars fans. They're in there because it's an MMO and that's their thing. Those who decided not to stick with it, they're going to, of course, move on. And now we might see a new wave of people coming in and I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of builds back a little bit and perhaps have some settling at the one and a half million mark.
1: Yeah. I and mean, yeah. after any MMO launch, you'll have, you know, a big wave and then it'll kind of peter off for a little bit because everyone wants to try it. And then kind of, people kind of want to put it on the back burner, especially, you know, now that nope, not everybody necessarily has that steady, you know, MMO fee that they, you know, $15 a month that they can put forward every month. So they want to hold on, check out some other games. You know, any, after any big patch, there'll be a little bit of a dip. We yeah, have
0: Diablo 3 coming out. And I think, yeah. Heather, I think you really touched on it. Let's look at the let's look at let's look at the the elephant in the room is the sixty dollar entry price and then the fifteen dollars a month, which after tax is like sixteen something, seventeen something dollars a month. And that is honestly a lot of money to ask. I think I think a price entry point of twenty nine ninety nine or thirty dollars and maybe be, and maybe something like uh eleven ninety nine a month, something like that might be a little more palatable to a lot of people.
1: It all depends on what you're gonna do with your free time. I mean, do you go to the movies? I don't really go to the movies that often, so it's like one trip to the movies a month. Right. You know, and that that's that covers it all by like by myself, you know, I'd have to pay that almost. Yeah. So yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. all a, a trade off. But you know, there might be people holding off, trying out another game. You know, they might come back, come back with their friends. It's it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah. I think
1: people and, will
0: probably come back. What do you think, Nikki?
2: Um, I think some of the some of these subscribers will come back. And also I think there's also Probably another new wave yet to come in, you know, to let the, because there's always the group of people who are going to let the dust settle. Let's see what yeah. happens with the game. Mm-hmm. There's that. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people who have left perhaps they have a subscription elsewhere, they prefer, or they're into a different type of game, or they were simply just um, moving from um, the old MMO that's, I would say, is kind of long in the tooth. And they kind of jumped into Tor because it's the new game. There's also, of course, you know, new some other new games coming out. They might try those, and they might, and of course, there's the possibility that they'll decide, well, these other new games aren't as good as Star Wars, mm-hmm. so we'll go back to Star Wars yeah. because you know they were the reason they, of course, looked for that new game is because old MMO that's been around for a while. It's just not holding the appeal to them anymore. So, I think there's still some to come back, and there's also yeah. still some people who haven't maybe haven't tried tour. They've tried tour and still haven't just picked it up yet. Whereas now, tour's had some time to make itself comfortable in the market, and mm-hmm. given the specials, the way they're pushing tour, I think there's still going to be a lot of people who have yet to sign up that are going to sign up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Nikki, first year is
1: going to be a roller coaster.
2: Yeah, and and honestly. Uh
0: the game is a good game and it's got everything it needs to be a long successful game and they're working on the content updates the end game content updates people want people will be back It's it a game like this i just don't see it i just don't see this being a long term this is just a launch issue really it's how mm-hmm. i see it mm-hmm. all right Nikki, while we stick with you let's talk about the live community coordinator uh there's been some i guess this word from uh, somebody at uh, at Bioware about feedback on UI customizations and maybe upcoming features
2: mhm yeah, they um basically said that um, they're already working on in a number of areas based on feedback. Um, that was pretty obvious, especially with the UI and how much of the UI changes were um, based on um, feedback from players. Mm-hmm. So while they, while they don't have an estimate for all the new feature implementation, they're hoping to keep getting great ideas from and various players so that they can keep making those positive changes because mm-hmm. of course the last thing you want want to do is you know just not listen to your your audience <laughs> so yeah, well. um well some companies do a better job of listening than others but oh, um, boy, not. essentially yeah basically they just want to say you know they're just trying to say keep those good ideas coming you know you know if you can submit something it's like this is the problem i'm having or this is the issue or this is what we'd like to see and then give them you know good arguments and even a suggested action plan they're really going to take that into consideration and move it forward if you're just like if you know as usual if you just go into the forums and say this sucks they're not going to do anything about it because you just said something sucks that doesn't help them but um that's you know they're really really wanting to just make sure people understand that you got the UI changes are in there because of feedback from you. Keep those ideas coming, and that's also as we saw, you know mentioned and mentioned earlier in the news. What's the next planet you'd like to see? This is all based on mm-hmm. the gamer feedback. So you know, let your voice be heard. They they want to hear it. If um, if you definitely have some good ideas and something to contribute, get them on the forums. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump on to some tweets. Uh, we we have a a,
0: a uh, I guess the show doesn't have tweet leaks per se, but no. uh, <laughs> we did get a little tease about what's coming from Stephen Reed. He tweets mm-hmm. a super sp- what is it? Secret space stuff. Secret. Super oh, secret spelled very funny. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a tease it. about some some upcoming space things, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't get to see any any pictures. They just asked uh, just asked what's going on. They said some new space stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, they're going to barely tease any of this stuff, but it's going to come in the future. They're going to have a revamp of it, of the whole space missions, you know, and how you fly in space and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that uh, mm-hmm. big time, big time. Yeah. All right, uh, next story goes to uh, you, Heather.
1: Yeah, another tweet that we saw is that they're going to be still tweaking the Galactic Trade Network, the GTN, uh, one thing that I read and I hadn't realized is that the Hut cartel is taking over the whole thing, which means all of the Galactic trade war- networks will be neutral. That's you know that's sometime in the future, but it'll I think it'll really help the settle the economy. Just mm. looking from one side to the other, prices can vary completely drastically. I think that'll help. Kind of, of course, right at first, all the prices are going to go crazy. Yeah. On the uh, trade network. Yeah. But then it'll kind of settle out a lot better, I think.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well that's boy, that's an interesting development, and you know, uh, makes sense. All right, well the next story is sort of a follow up to a to a rumor we ta- we touched on last week. Nikki, do you want to uh, take this one?
2: Mm-hmm. It's just in regards to the rumored buyout of um, Nexon buying out uh, Electronic hearts. That rumor has just been completely and totally obliterated. Mm-hmm.
1: Um.
2: Since Basically, all it was is that Nexon was wanting to bring um, the FIFA online soccer game to the Asian market. So basically, they wanted a game. There's no buyout um just rumors galore. And all of us was just um, bringing one title to the market. And oddly enough, a completely non-Bioware, non-Star Wars Related title. It's you know EA Sports, something completely different, and um, you know one of those sports titles that gets refreshed every year. It's you know absolutely nothing to do with um, EA per se mm-hmm. being bought out. It's just moving a title. So anyone who might have been in a panic, you can breathe.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, there was a few Q and A uh, questions that came up this week, and yeah. we got some answers. And Heather. Uh, I think you noted a few here that you thought we should cover on the show.
1: Yes, uh, the hut takeover was mentioned in the Q and A. Also, uh, uh, down leveling with uh, some unique twists. That's where you know you're leveling with a with somebody who's much level lower level than you, and you know right now you like stare at something or blink at something, you know, and ca- or cough, and twenty everything within a twenty meter radius is dead when you're trying to help out somebody. So there's going to be some down leveling. They say it's going to be a unique twist, too, which also kind of goes along with the whole Star Wars theme of uh, Master and Apprentice. Right. They uh, We talked last week about the social gear that you're going to be able to get that will upgrade or to whatever weight of gear you have. So you buy it, it'll become heavy, medium, light. Uh, also, the existing gear you have—they've have said that yes, that will adapt as well. So, anything you already have, um, you are going to go in and tank with that slave bikini you bought two months ago. You can still do it, and it'll become Phew. heavy gear.
0: Oh, should few. you decide
1: to do that? Okay. Also, yes. uh, somebody asked about uh, speeders if they could add crystals into those. Right. The most might,
0: important story in this entire Q and A.
1: Yeah, that you could maybe change the underbody glow or a body trim on the. Uh, on the speeder, which they said, oh, interesting. We'll probably put that on the list of things that we might think about.
2: Mm-hmm. Finally. People want to put rims on their speeders and female um, Jedi Guardians and Sith Juggernauts want to tank big scary monsters in slave girl bikinis.
0: Yes. Well, I was going to rage quit, but now that now that I can get uh, some underbody uh, glow, yeah. I think I might stick around.
1: Yep. You can... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep your ride, Star Wars style. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Well, uh, now we have, of course, our last topic for the day, and uh, it's not a very exciting one. Uh, we're going to be putting the show on hold for now. We're we're uh, putting it put it on the shelf, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean this is the last you've heard from us. We're going to kind of look at our approach, and uh, maybe you'll see some more of Torqued in future projects. I've got a few ideas that I've been kicking around, and you just never know. But for right now, we're going to bring the show to an end. Uh, but we do want to say very much a uh, thank you to everyone who's uh, joined us and watched the show and sent us in your ideas. Uh, Ladies, it's been a blast working with both of you.
2: Mm -hmm. Right It's been a lot of fun.
0: And uh, hopefully people have enjoyed this show. And of course, uh, keep checking back over at JupyterBroadcasting.com. Down the road, you never know what you'll find over there. But Mm -hmm. uh, all right, I think that's our whole
1: show. I think so.
2: Yep, that's pretty much it. And if uh, anyone does want to stay in touch with some of the staff on the show, um, there's of course the Jupiter Broadcasting contact. Um, Torque to Jupiter Broadcasting. We might be able to twist Chris's arm to leave the email address open if yeah. you want to yeah. give us a shout. Or um, last. Lost-Management.com is the Tor guild that I'm currently running with. If um, you're new to the game or considering moving from, a, say, an underpopulated server into a high pop or a higher population one, uh, Lost Management is on the Ebon Hawk. Feel free to stop by Lost-Management.com, submit a, a guild application, and uh, feel free to join us in the Old Republic.
0: Awesome. Alright everyone, well thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Torqued and may the Force be with you.